Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, today on the show, uh, we've got Charlie Tutal West. He is a uh, rodeo barrel man and clown. Excited to have him on the show. Um, we go back a little ways and uh, actually lived in the same town for quite a while. Just excited to have him on the show, hear what he has to say, and we'll take it from there. Charlie, are you there? Yeah, good morning, Dan. Hey, um, you, I, I know you're busy because uh, it took us a while to, to get this scheduled and to get you pinned down. Yeah, I know. It's been kind of crazy, hectic so far. It's springtime out here on the West Coast, and that only means one thing. That means rodeos now every weekend. And uh, yeah, we've been rolling. It's been good. Um, we've been blessed with some good rain, and now we got good weather instead of mud rodeos. And and uh, everything's rolling, man. I was down in Layton last weekend, and now I'm heading to Tulare, California, back down south again for a, um, a fraternity bull riding event that they're doing out here on the West Coast, comparable to the ABBI. This is some guys, some stock contractors out here have formed an association, the Gold Coast Bucking Bulls, and they're going to do an event in Tulare uh, in, in, in uh, same time as their little farm show, uh, antique tractor thing. So it, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good event. Yeah, that's cool. And now, are, are these are these a new thing? I, and I know you you mentioned the ABBI. That's the American Bucking Bowl. Um, uh, yes, that's so, the PBR deal. Yeah. Right. Right. And then these fraturities, um, What exactly are they for? Uh, well, it's kind of like you get a uh, two and three year old bulls, the young the calves, the young guys, and then you enter them same way, um, same type of deal as a barrel fraturity. Or, uh, you know, show cattle do the same kind of thing. Horse racing kind of does the same thing. You put up an entry fee, and then it all goes in one pot, and then they add money, and then they pay out, say, the top three prize monies. And uh, the money can get really good. And, you know, and there's so many young bucking bulls out there now. Everybody's breeding them. Everybody's got a bushwhacker calf or a gunslinger calf or, a, you know, a any of them calves, uh, you know, from them great bulls on down the line and um troubadour all of them and they uh have got calves now and so there is this kind of highlights them yeah yeah well it, it's you know one of the reasons that i started this podcast you know modern cowboys is is for the very reason just like what you're talking about there's i think that the the industry is is i, well, I know it is and a lot of people know it is it's just growing tremendously in all aspects and uh um, you know, I think just uh, helping to promote it and and let people really know what it's about and understand it better is 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 a great deal. And uh, you know, you've been you've been in the game for how long now? I've been involved in professional rodeo for 34 years. PRCA got my gold card. Started to work for Cotton Rosser Flying New Rodeo Company, 1982. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that <laughs> that's that's crazy. Um, now. You know, we you grew up in Loomis, and, and you still live in Loomis, California, right? Same place, just down the street from your old house. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> I, and I believe that you were you were in I, which of my my brother Patrick's class was that? 
Uh, yeah, I graduated in 1981. Okay, okay, yeah. I think he might have been a year, I think he was 82. Yeah, might have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. Uh, Loomis hasn't changed a whole lot since then, really, has it? Yeah, a little. Loomis itself is about the same. It's just everybody wants to, to move here because it's still a nice neighborhood. It's still rural country. People can have livestock, you know, all that. But all these towns around us, Rockland, Roseville, everything is just blown apart. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, right across this, I'm on the border here of Rockland, Loomis, and right across the free, freeway from me here is a Super Walmart. There's a Bass Pro. There's a Target. There's 170 homes behind it. I mean, yeah. they're, it's slowly but surely they're crowding us in. But, um, you know, I still got my little spot here, and uh, we're happy. Yeah, that, that's crazy. When I when I uh, go back there now, I, I don't even recognize it. You know, the like you oh, said, yeah, the it's Roseville and Rockland area. Um, and then you also mentioned uh, Cotton Rosser and Flying U, and uh, we, I've got some stories there. Now, we used to go out there, oh, gosh, what was it? really late 80s early 90s and uh, used to go out there and um took some roping lessons from julio and, and we'd go out there and rope on his uh uh oh he'd have those little christmas ropings and uh right and, and go out there and rope and and uh i, I just uh i just remember it's great times you know great times and, and just you never really thought that the the team roping and bull riding and everything would reach the level it is as it is today well, I think a lot to do with it, Dan, is the internet. Everybody's got a phone. Yeah. I mean, you can get an app for anything almost nowadays, and everybody can look at it on their phone. Back in the 80s, like when we were growing up, well, if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to pull over on the side of the road and find a pay phone. <laughs> or if you really wanted to do it the Flintstones way, we wrote a letter and put a stamp on it. Yeah, exactly. Now, now everything is instant. Yeah. It's just like this deal me and you are doing right now. I mean, everything, but everybody wants everything fast. You know, everybody wants to go through a drive through Everybody, you know, wants to Google it. I mean, my God, <laughs> right. you got a question, you just Google it. What'd we do? We were taught, look it up in a dictionary. What's a dictionary? Yeah. You don't even hear them words anymore, you yeah. know? How about the Dewey Decimal System in the library? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Crazy. Hey, uh, oh, do you remember uh, uh, back? I don't even remember what year it was. Early nineties. Uh, there was a. They had a dummy roping contest at a, at a bar. I don't even remember the name of the bar. But Russ Francis, uh, he you know played for the Forty ers back in the day, and you and Russ Francis and somebody else were were judging it. And there was like I don't know, like. Six yeah, people. we were down in Sacramento somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember where it was, but I just remember they brought this this dummy dummy steer in there that had you know like a eight foot set of horns on it, and and nobody could hardly rope it at all. And uh, the 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 one thing I remember was was you you saying I mean kept roping it, kept splitting the horns, and I just hear Charlie going, "Dan, come on, <laughs> come on, Dan." Yeah, we're in Sacramento, one of them little. Honky tonk dives, yeah. probably closed down and bull, bulldozed by now. Yeah, but um, yeah, I remember that. Gosh, that's you're bringing back old memories now. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Hey, so yeah, so, so. so tell me, um, you, you 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 are you doing a lot of these uh, these little junior bull ridings too? Uh, what's what's going yeah, on? With that? Yeah, not really. I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything, Dan. Like I said, 34 years in this. 
I kind of pick and choose what I want. This year I've got a pretty busy schedule. I'm going to almost 25 events. Uh, that's what I cut it off at. I like that number. And everything is mostly here on the West Coast, um, California in particular. I get up in the Northwest a little or pop over to Nevada, Southern California quite a bit. I um, still work for Flying U Rodeo. In fact, I'm going to be with them next weekend at the Gold Country Pro Rodeo in Auburn. And, um, and, and that's like the closest rodeo I've got to home this year, which is kind of nice. And then, um, then I head back down south to um, uh, the Rancho Vistadores trail ride. I've got to go on that this year, and I'll be down there in San Ynez. And after that, I come right back up and go to Dixon, California. And then the week after that, I head um, back down south. So everything is, you know, you get home on a Sunday night, early, early Monday morning. You work around here. I've got five acres. It keeps me busy. The grass mowing. There's livestock to feed. There's fences to fix. There's waters to fix. There's broken pipes. There's everything, Yeah. you know, and I do that. And then usually Thursday start loading up and take off on a Friday. And that's kind of what my summer is going to be like. And then I'm going to roll clear into November and then I got a few weeks off and then boom, we go right to the national finals in Las Vegas. And I'm there for two weeks straight. Um, every year there, since it's been in Vegas, uh, I believe we're going on 32 years now. Um, I've rolled the red carpet up for the national anthem singers in the in opening production. So yeah. it's kind of a cool job and I've been doing that ever since. And so I kind of look forward to it and we've got a, pretty cool group of people we've all been working together for that long so it's kind of neat sean sean davis produces the whole thing and he's been doing it since it came to vegas benny binion and him brought it there back in the 80s and now sean's turning the reins over to board Pohamus, uh rodeo announcer and so he's kind of taken over sean's job and um he's keeping the same team together it's like a good uh it's like a good factory you keep the same good personnel uh, I mean, you, you want the car running. You don't want to start changing things up, especially on a production such as great as the national finals rodeo. I right. mean, it's the, it's the NFL. It's, it's the Super Bowl of rodeo. I mean, yeah. you go there and for two hours, it's boom, bang, ro- rodeo, the best athletes in the world competing on the best stock in the biggest city, bright lights. Um, I mean, booms, bangs, you got it. They get people in there, 645. Uh, the production starts seven o'clock. The rodeo kicks off at by nine o'clock. They're back on their buses and they're heading back out on the strip. And yeah. we do that for 10 days straight. Plus you've got the cowboy Christmas there. You've got all the shopping venues now that everybody does. Plus speaking of team roping down at the South point casino, you've got the world's richest team rope in the world series deal that they put on every year. And that thing has gotten bigger than the rodeo. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's just crazy money wise. I mean, these guys win is out of sight. Yeah. Boggles your mind, huh? Yeah. It's yeah. especially when you watch it. And like we were just talking a second ago about little old Christmas ropes up at Julio's when a guy'd win, you know, 150, 200 bucks. And you think you were on top of the world. Right. Well, now they're driving these. now they're driving these $300, $300,000 rigs yeah. with these Peterbilt pushers and these bloomer trailers. And then, that's just the rig. And then they're throwing these 250, $300,000 horses in them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just like, whoa, you know, uh, time flies, don't it? Yep. Yep. It's a new game. That's for sure. But it's exciting too, you know, and, and just like you say, the NFR, it, they just uh, up their game like every year. And now with, with the new increase in, in monies 
for the guys and everything. It's just, it's phenomenal. Well, they're making these guys, you know, comparable to the NFL guys, the NBA guys. I mean, they're not quite that yet, but you know, look what Trevor Brazil's done. Yeah. You know, um, look at some of them ropers, Fred Whitfield, all them guys that have played the game through it. You know, look at these upcoming kids, you know, right now, like a good friend of mine, son, Clayton Bigelow, um, watched him grow up here. District three, um, know his parents very well. My wife grew up with his wife, uh, his mother in the Bay area. I grew up with his dad in high school rodeo here in California. Now we're watching his kid ride and, um, up and young, up and coming guys, um, Sage Kemsey. I remember when he was a kid at the NFR, three years old, and his dad working the barrel in the bullfight. Yeah. And, you know, now you're watching these kids now and come and, and, and just set records. And I mean, winning a half million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and now every, everybody can kind of rodeo anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you've got your Houston's, your Calgary's, um, the PRCA and the PBR have always kind of worked hand in hand. So they'll let them guys off in the summertime to go rodeo in the PRSA to try to make the NFR. And, yeah. and, and, it, and it's worked out really, really well. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned Sage Kim's. It's, it's interesting. My wife and I were in, oh, we were in Texas. And it must have been four or five years ago. But it was the first year Sage was, was riding the PRCA. And we just happened to meet his mom at this event. And he was just coming up. He hadn't won a world yet or anything. And she goes, yeah, you may have heard of my son. Um, Sage Kinsey. And, uh, I go, yeah, I actually heard the name and I, I almost got it mixed up with, um, cage gay. Cause he was, uh, you know, in, in the P in the PBR, but then I thought about it later right. and now in, and, you know, after meeting her down there and everything, and now you look where he's at, I think it's four world championships and, and, uh, he's just amazing, amazing athlete. Well, he keeps going on the, on the pace that he's going down. He'll probably, he might break Donnie Gay's record yeah. of eight world championships. And I thought, you know, um, I never see that done. And back to these caliber of bulls, these guys are getting on. Now, they're breeding these suckers now that are just, I mean, through the roof. I mean, back when in eighties, when I started with cotton, say there'd be a pen of 15 bulls. Well, there'd be two rank ones in there. I mean, hard to ride 85, 90 point bulls. And then the rest would be some nice jump kickers, some nice spinners, all that. Now it's completely turned around. You've got 13 head of these big sum guns that just want to just tear your head off practically that you could be 90 points on. And then you got a couple little nice ones that, you know, spin and just jump kick. Right. So, I mean, they're getting on the caliber now that it's, and it's not, uh, it's not uh, when you're going to get hurt in the bull riding event, it's how bad it's going to be. Yeah. But the helmet thing and the vest thing right now is sure, sure say, turned it back around. You know, yeah. and with Justin Sports Medicine now, and, and these kids are training. They're, they're training just like um, any other professional athlete. You know, they go to the gym. They watch their diet. Uh, you know, the old days, back when I was growing up and before me, they'd go out and cowboys all night long at the bar. And, you know, we're going to go kick some butt and we're going to drink our whiskey and we're going to party with the girls and all that. Well, now it's these guys eat right. They go to sleep. They, they wake up, they go to the gym, they go do their thing. Granted, they still go out and have fun, but I mean, you got to use your head nowadays. There's so yeah. much money involved. Absolutely. Hey, and speaking of injuries and stuff, what's, I mean, you, I know you've had, you know, been injured throughout the years, but what's, what's some of the, the, you know, 
worst things or worst injuries you've had and and what's it feel like man when you're in that barrel and and you do get hit by the bull or whatever <laughs> well i mean just tell well, us, tell us what that's like it's it's crazy it's kind of like being in a car wreck um <laughs> you know uh it's that's kind of i compare it but my barrel's padded it's made especially for me but it's still you're dealing with say a 1500 pound animal that's hitting you oh it could be running at 10 15 miles an hour and you got all that weight coming at you at once and it's a hell of a jolt but you know i can get in there and my size i can brace myself pretty good and you just hang on for the ride and uh you know kind of used to it uh a lot of times you know it gets flipped end over end and sometimes you come out of there and you don't know what's going on but um <laughs> I kind of just know how to take it and, you know, get the good Lord above to watch over us all and, and everything will turn out right. Uh, as far as injuries, um, knock on wood, I've been pretty good. <clears throat> Booms and bangs here and a few little things here. Um, I had major back surgery in 09 and uh, they went in and I had um, uh, a laminectomy done all the way down. I had spinal stenosis and I had it in uh, 10 different areas and they opened me up and did a 10 hour surgery and everything turned out great. I have the same amount of vertebrae that you do in a compactor version. I don't know if we discussed it, Dan, but I'm a little person. No, I four well, foot I, six, I, four I know. foot six, man. I'm the world's smallest. <laughs> I know we did. We didn't discuss it. And, and I, I, because I, I don't, I don't even really think about it, but now that you bring it up. Some people may not know that. Um, and the other thing too, is I did not know you had that back surgery. And uh, I was your chiropractor for a while when I yes you were and I don't know man my lo my lawyer might be in contact with you I don't know we'll look <laughs> back on them X rays and see see I don't know if it was you I don't know if it was you or you or Joiner yeah. which one I'm gonna go after well, but you know um, just be ready for the phone call okay <laughs> yeah uh, uh, Joiner and Kegel I think I think they're the guys you you know okay well, well I think I'll go after Kegel now you know he he's the big high roller around here yeah yeah. Uh, that's 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 great man because i remember too um i i had that i still have that photo uh of you for years in in the office there and i still have it here the signed photo you i you stand in your barrel but uh yeah cool. I, I did not know you um that you, that you had that back surgery and, and how how yeah, are you I, you know oh i'm great now um 100 better it, it got so bad dan that uh, i mean i couldn't feel my feet i was starting to lose my equilibrium I was losing the feeling in my right foot and thank God I got with some good doctors and they got me in, did an MRI. Um, well, they did the MRI on May 1st, uh, June 9th, they went in and did the surgery. And, uh, a month later I was up riding my bicycle and I went in in good shape, but, um, they said if it, I went in any longer with it, it was developing some, um, uh, well, the stenosis was getting pretty bad. And it was rubbing against my spinal cord in three different areas and getting some paralysis in there. And they said if it I went on any longer, I might have ended up in a wheelchair. So yeah. I got yeah. a good team of doctors at, at Kaiser down in Sacramento, and I got a really cool neurosurgeon. And him and another guy just went in there and rock and rolled for 10 hours. And they did three surgeries in one, but they figured they thought they when, when they got in there, my body was doing so good. And they just kept rolling with it. And I'm glad they did. And I keep up with my exercises and I ride a mountain bike every other day, six miles. I do 55 push-ups. I lift, lift some light weights. Dan, I'm back to my high school weight oh, that's right awesome. now as, as we speak. And um, I look at it just like a diabetic taking insulin. I don't care how you feel. 
I don't care if you got a sniffle that day or maybe we went out with the boys and drank too much beer that night before and I feel like hell. I get up, I ride my bike. You've got to do it. Absolutely. And you got to put the effort, you got to put the effort forward and especially with backs and back to chiropractor and what we were all talking about a second ago, you got to work on that core. Yep. And if you can make yourself a strong core, I mean, it, 90% of back problems would go away. Yeah. But you, you know, these people, they just want to sit on their butt and eat their fast food and they don't want to exercise. They don't want to eat right. And uh, they want to play on their phones and they, their posture is wrong and they don't do nothing. These generation of these kids coming up nowadays, I don't know. It don't look too promising, but it's <laughs> nice to see some of it's nice to see some of these rodeo athlete kids still get out and bust their butt and, and work on a ranch and do, do chores. Yeah. You ask a normal kid what a chore is. They look at you like you're stupid. <laughs> they don't even know what the word means. And you know, and you see some of my good friends still here in California and the branch families and all that. They, they still do Brandon's. They still do, you know, you, you work Absolutely. and you, you know, and, and it's nice to see that, you know, these, these days and with everything, the way it's going, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the other thing too, even with the, with doing the podcast and, and just being able to reach out to people, people that may, may not have, may never have been exposed to it, you know, or, or the cowboy lifestyle or, uh, you know, Western, Western lifestyle. And it's, it's a great way of life and it's a great lifestyle and, and it's changing too. And it's evolving, you know, most, uh, most guys are a four hour a week cowboy now, you know, um, not too many oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. opportunity to grow up on a ranch, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do here is to just help promote the sport and, and, um, and the lifestyle and, uh, you know, inform people about it because well, it, it is an incredible, I'm, exci I'm excited. To, yeah. I'm excited to be on it and, um, you know, and, and, and help you out, you know, and when you called and gave me the opportunity here two months ago when we chatted, I thought, Hey, what a neat, what a neat deal. And I'm glad we're getting to, be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Hey, um, a couple things. What, uh, do you have a, a favorite, uh, cowboy hat that you brand or style or anything? Um, well, fortunately enough, I've been in this business long enough and the clothes I'm wearing right now are supplied by Wrangler jeans. Um, the, the shoes I'm wearing are supplied by Ariat and the cowboy hats I wear are supplied by Resistol. Gotta love so, that. I, I, I got the three best ones in the business, I think. And, um, and I don't have to buy anything, but, uh, and my resist alls, I come from Ricky Bolin and everybody there at, at resist all. And then, and then my Wranglers come from everybody there and Jeff Chadwick and that crew and, and then the Ariot crew and all that. And I'm blessed, man. It, it makes it really easy. Yeah. That's, that's so great. Um, what about, uh, your favorite, uh, Western or, or cowboy actor or actress? You, you have any? Oh shit. I got, oh, sorry. I said that word. Th that's all um, right. I gotta go. I, I gotta go with John Wayne. Yeah. The Duke. <laughs> I mean, my God, I, I grew up watching him with my kid and with my dad and all them old Westerns. And every time now and then there's a, there's a John Wayne marathon on one of them, one of them channels. Uh, shoot. The other night I just watched the Cowboys. And then I watched True Grit the other night and uh, him and Catherine Hempern and all that floating down that river, you know, with that Gatlin gun on that old raft. I mean, and they had all that, or they had all that nitroglycerin on it. And I was like, I, I could watch that over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and you, you can't, and you can't throw out Clint Eastwood. I mean, no. I mean, you want a good cowboy in there, you know, two meals for sister Sarah, all that on down the line. 
even Dirty Harry and all that in San Francisco, man. Yeah. He's, he's a cowboy to me, man. Yeah. Him and, him and the 44 Magnum. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So you, you're, you're, you're loaded up right now. You're loaded up and getting ready to head out right now. Yep. I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm going to run in the kitchen here and throw me a little sandwich together. I got the miniature horse, Molly. She's loaded in the trailer. Got the dog in the truck. The other two do orangutan dogs are running around here somewhere. My wife's at yoga. Oh, that's the other thing. I started doing yoga, man. Oh, nice. And that, that's really helped my back out a lot. Yoga is cool. Yep. And my wife's been doing it for three years, and she has done a 360. It has really helped her out. Now she's hooked, and she goes, uh, they go five times a week. And um, awesome. it's, it's great stuff. But she's at yoga, and she should be home in about an hour. And I'm going to hit the road. I've got a five-hour drive down to Tulare, and and uh, they're going to have a little get-together tonight, and then we start our event at 9 in the morning. So um, I'm going to be down there fresh and ready to rip. Very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, Charlie, hey, I, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and uh, coming on and talking to us and, and just letting people know what, what you got going on out there and, and what's going on in the, in the rodeo and bull riding world and stuff. Um, do you have I, – I, I don't know, are you, you're not – on social media that much are you do you have any any uh well you can google me okay <laughs> google there charlie, you go. too, Ch charlie too tall west you google me you'll find out more about me than i know okay. <laughs> and um but yeah um you know i'm i'm learning how to do this phone thing in fact this is the first first podcast i've actually done so you're the first one well and um i'm, I'm just glad to be involved i'm yeah. honored too man and let's yeah. uh hey let's do some more of these no. I think this is fun. Yeah, definitely. We definitely will. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you here again, too, in the not-too-distant future. I'm going to be out there to Cali here. I'm going to come out and see Cody Cowden and some of them boys over there. And um, so I'll, I'll definitely try to look you up. If, uh, if Yeah, you know where I'm at, man. Give, give me a holler, and uh, we'll get together and do some lunch and uh, shoot the bull. Abs absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, Charlie, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, great talking to you, and, and we'll, we'll catch up here in the uh, not-too-distant future. Sounds great, Dan. Have a great day, and everybody out there, go support Professional Rodeo. Thanks, awesome. buddy. Thanks, man. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs $20,000 horses Then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in To the rope and pin Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the rope and pin
Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives. Half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, if you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends. No matter who wins, down at the rope and Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the 